After a hot day yet, early morning about 80. Now tomorrow, more showers and thunderstorms about, increasing the chances you'll get one to alleviate the heat. In some spots, probably not getting as hot. The muggy 80s of the morning heat up to a high of around the lower to mid-90s. Still a pretty good chance scattered storms and showers Thursday. Partly cloudy to cloudy at times. The afternoon highs are lower to mid-90s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. And remember to always practice good health habits. For more information, visit cdc.gov. This is the stormy voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. Ready, seafood, ready to go. And right before us on the food show, 32 years running right here in America's best eating city. Hi. Howdy. Marianne here in the sidecar. It's the food show. Oh, and Marianne is here too. We would love to talk to you about food. So the number is 556-9696 if you would like to talk to us. We would certainly love to talk to you. We've had some really good calls lately. Did you? Uh, we and have I'm, been. And I'm All really excited about that. So Me too. Um, we had Jules yesterday who uh, called and, and just jogged such a wonderful memory for me about growing up in a large family and everyone, that family dinner was sort of a trough and it was it was a fun memory so i am going to mail him a $25 gift certificate not certificate but a card gift card for rosies on the river which is at the higgins hotel it's a lovely bar mm -hmm. over the city and um it's you know $25 will get you a couple of drinks and maybe an appetizer rosies and on the river which one is that? Because there are a couple of them. It's the New Higgins Hotel by the oh, World oh, War II oh, Museum. Yeah. yeah, I've been talking that up because I'm excited about it's getting really over good. there. And, uh, we went uh, about six months or so and just left back some Seems really like interesting... Seems like years ago, but it was really Mardi Gras Day. Yeah, yeah. We're going again as we can. Yeah. We'll let you know so you can come with us. Yeah, good. Why, right. you, why am I smiling you so? <laughs> Five five six nine six nine six is the number. All right, Tom, can you just talk because I need to go get some water. I have a tickle in my throat. Oh, I hate when instead that of coughing, I am going to go get some water. So can you talk about something? I, I, I will and can. There you go. Good. All right. Well, uh, what she said there is that uh, <laughs> things keep progressing all the time around here with food. And uh, we just never get enough eating or the things that go with, with eating. And so a lot of it uh, comes together in some very basic home kind of uh, swaps back and forth. Uh, I don't think I'm explaining this especially well, but if you listen just a little bit longer, you're gonna pick up a few ideas that we have had here a lot. One of the things uh, is that, man, it's been hot outside. I'm sure you have had it here. 
but this has also brought with us a lot of really good seafood and other uh, things as well. And uh, things that you would not have expected that some of the, the dishes that have been wrapped around us would be even in the, in the market uh, after not being in the market for decades. But that's what we have too. So I'm being a little too uh, facetious or maybe not. And uh, what I'm fishing here for is uh, some ideas about what you have been dining on, what have you been cooking up, and uh, how is that all going? You know what I found? Uh, I was eating right before we came on today. We had one of those boxes of uh, different kinds of crackers. And lately they've been making them kind of spicy lately. That's, that's my favorite one. It's Stacy's Jalapeno. Uh, it's, let's see... Stacy's, yeah, spicy jalapeno or something, uh, pita chip. I ran into... Oh, fire roasted jalapeno. That's what it is. I, I found both of those to be uh, really It's good. Sharp. It's a really good cracker. I've been seeing it at the store two for six. Yeah. Whenever, and everyone who listens to the show knows that I have a two for thing. With, it doesn't matter what it's yeah. two for. Yeah. If it says two for, I've got to go get it. Just keep so I've been, I've been looking at this because I didn't want to have these chips in the house because, you know, it's a bad thing. We got something, and, but I, I finally caved today. Um, we got... You caved. <laughs> and the reason I did was that we have these delicious dips from a place called Saj, S-A-J. Saj. Nope, not Saj. No? Saj. Saj. Yeah, which Almost. is right next to, I think they took over the space that was the old standard, right next to um, Saffron Nola. And it's glamorous Mediterranean, and it was really, really good. And uh, our little uh, pickup driver, also known as our Red Bean Edition, she uh, took like a lot of stuff. She got really carried away, and so we have a bunch of this in the refrigerator. And it was really good, but it's a lot of it is creamy dip. So there was a hummus. There was a hummus. Yes, there was a oh, beet yeah. hummus. How nice it is to have the hummus. In yeah, your and then um, <clears throat> and then there's some other kind of um, something that needs scooping, but I don't. Oh, a tapenade. Yeah, tapenade. I love a tapenade. Oh my gosh, I love tapenade. But anyway, she got those three things, and there's nothing to scoop it with. So I finally caved in and I got some of the two for six. Fire roasted jalapeno Stacy's chips. Well, Saj always... was really good. If you've not been, it is um, it's Mediterranean but glamorous, very glamorous looking, and um, and the food is glamorous, and it's all it's like it's like the um, Middle Eastern version of its neighbor Saffron Nola, which is a glamorous version of Indian food. So. Mm -hmm. Two very upscale places right next door to each other on magazine. Anyway. And here they are. Yeah. They had this bread. There was a bread that came with it. And, and she told me what it was. It looked like naan to me. But she, she said that wasn't what it was. I mean, that's not what they called it, but that's what it seemed like it was. And it was like a cross between a tortilla and, and naan. Um, Actually, it doesn't. It doesn't remind me of naan. It's not naan. Hummus naan does. Naan is that crackery. Freak. Yeah, I don't. Wait, what is it? What's the? Same under the name of the lentil cracker. Is it naan? Uh, I don't. Oh, you know what it is? Hmm. It's Indian fry bread that I do like. 
And it's naan that I don't like because it's an Indian cracker made of lentil flour. So it's not naan. This is definitely not naan. There's much more substance to it than that. Well, the thing to remember about that is that it's a really good regular taste. I'm going to have to go get the menu. And it's very, very inexpensive. <clears throat> what, naan? All of that. Oh, that whole rhyme. That whole cuisine. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, so. Well, if, this wasn't. I mean, it was $60, which you don't really expect. Yeah, but it well, was, it's, everything it's can, you know, like you say, there's a gourmet version of everything. It's uh -huh. like Shia. you know, that's what, too. That's what this was. You know, it was like Shia, which is an Israeli, glamorous Israeli menu. But uh, this is definitely Middle Eastern, and, uh, and it was very good. So I had, that's why the crackers are there. That's why you're talking about Stacy's. Fire well, roasted jalapeno there. crackers. It's my absolute favorite mm. if I had to eat a cracker. And I try not to do that. This is a, a time of year when uh, the salads uh, are getting unusually cool or even cold. And also the, uh, the other things that are in the water because it's, it's so hot in the, in the regular. What does the water have to do with a salad? I'm going Be to get the menu right now. Okay, so you can just. Uh, you can, uh, All right, I'm going to find out the name of that bread because it's. Um, now it's funny. They call this a kefta, not a kefta. A kefta. 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 You know, Tom, do you remember when we were in the um, in the market? The um, it's not the Grand Bazaar, but some bazaar in Izmir, Turkey. Uh-huh. And we were sitting there, and then the call to prayer came out, and everyone put their prayer rug out. It was like in the middle of the day, and it was really, really interesting. But that was where I first had kefta kebabs. Kefta kebabs. Kefta kebabs. But it was called K-E-F-T-A. All right, we have a caller, but is, is it Ron? Is it Ron? Ron, you there? Right. Find it's Greg. Okay. Um, ask Greg if he can hold on um, because we're right at the at the break time. So we'll, we'll take Greg as soon as we're done with the break. All right, let's do that. Go right to break right and we'll up. be back with Greg. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. One of my favorite roast beef poor boys isn't a poor boy place at all. DiMartino's is a wonderful restaurant with traditional Italian food and excellent fish and chicken dishes, as well as the muffalettas for which they are known. With three locations on the West Bank that are more casual, the Covington restaurant feels upscale with good food and great prices. It's a winner. DiMartino's Covington, Marrero, Algiers, and Terrytown. DiMartino's.com. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage 
passage in stores all over town. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Yeah. We tried the jalapeno and cheddar. Cheddar? Yes, the jalapeno cheddar sausage from Double D, and it was pretty good. I thought the hot sausage was good, but this was really, 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 really good. Uh, Also, the... um, uh, Basil Ace Hardware has until mid month. That's kind of right now. So uh, if you're to, uh, if you're still deciding if you want that grill, you get fifty dollars off a Weber grill or two hundred dollars off the Weber pellet grill, the new one. But that ends like now. So today or tomorrow, go over there and uh, and see about that. All right, let's go to Greg, our to gourmet Greg. first caller. He must be around here somewhere. Hello, Greg. You are you here? I'm here. Hey, we had a, a really nice end to our show yesterday. I think it was, and it always ends me to end the program every day to have one of our people who have been coming in from the back and tell us things because they just came <laughs> off the road. I don't know if you came off the road, but hey, Greg, how are you? I'm yeah, doing well, well Mary Ann. How are you kind doing of my today? Aim. Uh, I'm doing I'm a, fine. Um, uh, it and uh, how are you? Good. Red? Not, not, I mean, not, not too red. bad. I have a, um, a question for you, and I was wondering, I like them both, yes. but in Metairie, which would you prefer for Mediterranean Greek food? Would you prefer Acropolis or Biblos? Uh, I would say that my favorite one is, now I'm going to forget the name of the place. Acropolis or Biblos? It's, it's the uh, Biblos. Yeah, I'm going to go with Biblos. Biblos? Okay. Acropolis Again, is really good, too, like especially for the people that work there. Now, now, it seems like those are not exactly the same, though. They're not exactly the same thing. You're talking about just kind of strictly Mediterranean, I guess. I mean, yeah, Acropolis I is definitely more, more Greek, and right, Biblos right. is definitely more Turkish-inspired. Yeah. Sure. What are you looking sure. for, a particular thing? Moussaka. Every chance I get. Are you looking for a particular item, Greg? Yeah, moussaka, uh, meat moussaka. Oh, don't you think he'd do better getting moussaka at Acropolis, Tom? Uh, I'm. St- I think he'd do better getting moussaka at or moussaka at moussaka. at uh, Acropolis. Don't you think? Uh, you know, you picked on three things that are a little different from the other two, and I always liked all of them. Uh, I- I'll give you the. Uh, uh, the Acropolis is that the name? Both of those places are very cute. Yeah, um, I like them both a lot. Again, I said that's, that's yeah. why it's so hard. I do I, I like them both, but I'm just wondering what your personal opinion was on the moussaka or moussaka, and then also, um, you know, chicken shawarma, of course, is very popular in gyros meat, but yeah. um, grape leaves. Mm-hmm. I also like grape leaves, which are called dolmatis. And I'm pretty sure they have them at Biblos. I'm not sure about Acropolis, though, but that's more, like you said, Marianne, that's maybe more Lebanese or Turkish. I think that you have, uh, you'll have a better shawarma at Biblos yeah. and a better moussaka at Acropolis. At Acropolis, yeah. And but- I never get grape leaves, so I don't know which is better. Actually, okay. we did have grape leaves at Acropolis the last time we went. Yeah. But I've never had them at Biblos. Right. Biblos like said, is pretty um, reliable, like both, and yeah. it's a yeah. bargain, too. It is, yeah, for sure. Um, 
Do you know if the one There's on some magazine? Of the things we like. I, I know the one on Metairie Road is there. Do you know if they still have the one on Magazine open by any chance or no? The Biblos. Wait, Biblos? No, it's yeah. not. It's not. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's been a few years since I've been over there, but I know where the yeah, one. Yeah, it's been a few years since that's been. It's been since then. It's been Aranya, and then it's now Aranya. something else. So yeah, uh, the one on Metairie Road though is very cute. I mean, it's kind of a it's kind of a coin flip, really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I might do both. These are the ones that have been there. Yeah. Sorry. Are you are you looking to be in a certain area of town because you know there's an Acropolis now on Ferret? I didn't. Ooh, good to know. I like that area a lot, by the way. I might have to do that. When do they open? You. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're looking to be uptown, I think that Acropolis on Ferret is your place to go, which is right Hmm. across from. uh, It's right. It's you know where the old Wayfair was. That's where it is now. Yeah. Wayfair, of we, course. I had a, yeah. a really good brunch there. It's the old day. Wayfair space. Okay. Yeah. No. Well, that's that's uh, you've had. Sounds like you've had a good day today. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Anything good else, Greg? Show. You want a good no, day? All, Call us up and tell Thank us you. where you are. Take care, Greg. Guys. Thanks. All right. Okay. Bye. Our number. It's five five six. Nine six nine six. We are talking about food, and that's all we do here on the food show. And I was looking through that menu. And I still do not see anything that indicates exactly what that bread is called. So it's too bad because I, I really, <clears throat> I really would like to know what it is. I, it, it's not naan. I know that, and that's good because I'm not a big fan of of naan. We had a beetroot tahini, which is mm. a pink color but tastes like peanut butter, which I think is what I get from tahini whenever I smell it. Ground tahini, like when you're making hummus and you open the jar of tahini, it smells like peanut butter to me. And that's what the beetroot tahini smelled like. It was, it was like a peanut butter thing. Probably something Ron the Gourmet, Gourmet would like because he likes peanut butter in very unusual places. Is that just me? Does anyone else do... Uh, peanut butter in unusual places like Ron, because that seems very strange to me. But, you know, I, if you like it, you like it. But I'm, I'm curious if that is just something that Ron does or if a lot of people do peanut butter with their burger and, you know, that sort of thing. Domas, they have a vegetarian uh, grape leaf at this place, at this... Um, that's where he should go if he's looking for... Um, Mediterranean food. Greg, if you're looking for Mediterranean food, go to that Saj place. It's right next to Saffron Nola. That is on magazine. So uh, I don't know if he's particularly looking for that neighborhood, but that would be something he could try. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Let us see. Oh, Tom, you were talking about salads when I got up to go get the menu. I did? Yeah, you were talking about salads, and I want to tell you that it is National Entree Salad Day. Oh, for goodness sake, we almost <laughs> missed that? National Entree Salad Day. Entree Salad. Okay, so I love entree salads. I know you don't, but really, Tom, a lot of people love entree salads. What was the second? So if you have a particular entree salad favorite, I would love to hear what it is. I will tell you right off the bat, my particular entree favorite salad is at Lola. Lola. In Covington. 
Uh-huh. We were just is, there last week. I know, and that's why my memory is refreshed so I can describe it in glorious detail. It is a pile of mixed Purees gourmet lettuces, and it is coated with the oils of the avocado, which I especially like. There's avocado in it, but the avocado coats the salad greens with its oil, and it, it's really appealing to me. There is a tremendous amount of blue cheese in it. Too much, I think. And all, I, I would say it's on the line. Yes, I would say you're right there on the line. But, I mean, you know, how far can you go on with blue cheese? I love blue cheese. But um, also tomatoes, and that is the base of the salad, but then plopped on top of that bed of salad greens is there's a there's also a dressing on it but i don't know what it is because all you can taste is the blue cheese and the avocado coming together in the, they really don't need a dressing because it kind of coats it in a very appealing way both of those things sort of ooze their essences onto the lettuce but then on top of that is a i don't know maybe a four ounce piece of salmon which tends to be pretty high it's like an inch and a half tall and only about an inch and a half wide but then it's also about i don't know six inches long so it's like this big salmon finger on top and i always tell them to cook it more than they normally would which i probably don't like but it's a gorgeous piece of wild caught salmon i think they i think it's faroe island salmon north atlantic faroe island and uh well, that goes right atop it. the salad and it is spectacularly good I'm trying to think of any other salad that I like as much, but I really, really, really love that one. I had a really good one last night, it's at least in terms of size. Yeah, where was it? Uh, we went to, now this is gonna be one of those that I have to. Di Cristina. Di Cristina, oh, got it in one. Di Cristina, if you've never been there, is a uh, pretty good size uh, place that it's a it's like it's, a rocky and carlos comes, they're related to the family right and all of the uh, it, it's all directed towards pizza not pizza excuse me uh, uh, it's pastas pasta yeah uh, yeah it was yeah all of this and uh it's old-fashioned italian yeah and you can go over there and and get a load of this and i don't know if there is a place in town that has uh an appetizer <laughs> or salad that is any big, bigger, smaller, or than that? These things are fantastically huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you, if you like salads, you'll really love this one. And this one was, you know, was just, it an Italian salad? Uh huh. It was an Italian salad. Okay. Well, I guess you could call it Italian. Uh -huh. so, but it, but it was more a, uh, more it was a salad than anything else. I'm trying to think of some other good salads. Filippo. Filippo. Filippo, very uh -huh. another very good Italian restaurant. Has on its summer menu a crab salad, which is really good. It's an oily Italian vinaigrette with a lot of crab meat on top. And that's, that's really we good. Had. We that's had that a at really the uh, at Mosca's. That was good. That was good. But I think mm -hmm. that Filippo's is better. I like Filippo's salad. Well, I don't know. It's really kind of hard to say. I mean, Mosca's Mosca's is old-fashioned Italian. It had the gardenier vegetables in it, and it was like an Italian salad. Filippo's isn't an Italian salad. It's a salad, 
with an oily oil and vinaigrette dressing. It's a and then salad salad. Crab on top. It's yeah. super good. When you can't say super, better, it's super super good. A sad sad salad. Yeah. Anyway, not a sad sack salad, no, but it's a salad salad. <laughs> If you would like to talk about your favorite entree salad, please call me, 556-9696, because you know what? I love entree salads, and I would love to know where to get some other good ones. I have more that are favorites of mine, but um, but I would like to hear yours, because I may not have crossed it. I mean, it is not. I may have not crossed its path, and I would like to get one. It's kind of a, you know, <laughs> in, the old, in the old days of when, you know, you... You switched over supposedly to salads to because they were better for you and less caloric. The truth of the matter is, when you add all the dressing onto the salads, mm -hmm. um, they're every bit as caloric as the double burger with the fries. However, there are a lot more good nutrients in the salad. If you're eating the same amount of calories, there are more good nutrients in the salad than than the burger. <clears throat> so. Mm -hmm. So that's how I, well, that's how for some I, people it that's is. the little head game that I play with myself when I, but you know, I don't really eat a lot of dressing on salads. I do always get the dressing on the side, but there are places where that's not necessarily so much an option and I never say it and then I get it and I think, oh, you know, this really is, it's really better to just let them toss it themselves. You've always maintained, Tom, that when you get dressing on the side, you actually eat more dressing than what they would have tossed it with. You've oh, always said that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that to me <clears throat> is, is obvious. Because if everything comes out together, mm -hmm. what do you got there anyway? It's hard to tell what it is and uh, well, I usually, how you should. I, I use it as a dip. So it's like a little bitty dip and I wind up eating half of the dressing that's in the cup if I get it on the side. So, Unless it's a very... Uh, <clears throat> Very, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a, um, ceviche. No, ceviche. No. All right. Well, we have to take a break. You have plenty of time to okay. think about it because oh, we good. are going now to the bottom of the hour news with the Louisiana Radio Network, and we'll be back with more talk after that. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorington. The state hits a milestone with COVID-19 testing. Governor Edwards says Louisiana has surpassed 1 million coronavirus tests since testing began in March. He also says the state has already passed the testing goal for the month of July, and Louisiana has the second highest testing rate of all states since the beginning of the pandemic. To date, 84,131 cases have been confirmed. Hospitalizations increased by 7 to 1,369. The Board of Elementary and Secondary Education adopts a list of minimum COVID safety standards that school districts will be called on to implement once classes resume. Parents, teachers' unions, and even a board member raise concerns about whether physical classes should resume, but Oshner Pediatrics Chair Dr. William Lenars says current data suggests the risk is low. Children probably get the infection at a lower rate, probably transmit it at a lower rate, and most definitely don't get nearly as sick. LRN. If you love Zydeco music, let the good times roll smoke free. If you love winning, let the good times roll smoke free. If you love karaoke but sing off key, let the good times roll smoke free. If you love Louisiana and our distinct way of life, it's time to protect the air it breathes. Whether you're living it up or making a living, people everywhere deserve smoke free bars and gaming venues. Do your part to support a smoke free Louisiana. 
This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Growing up in Sarepta, I could see the value of agriculture every time I left the house. Whether it was timber going to the paper mill or cattle in a pasture, I knew the farmers, ranchers, and landowners were keeping my hometown on the map. And the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation helps keep them in business. So join the Farm Bureau today. Become a member at lafarmbureau.org or call your parish Farm Bureau office. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. That's true. That's it absolutely true. true. You can't deny it. Let's go to Greg. Not Greg. Let's go to Steve. Hey, Steve. Steve, you're there? I'm here. Well, I'm glad you are. So come on in, put your foot down, and start hitting us with things. Oh, cool. Um... Cool. Mary, it's amazing how you know where Tom went last night. <laughs> it's even more convenient. In, uh, uh, I'm clairvoyant. What can I say? Absolutely. Uh, I love Coffee Rainy for just about all of their salads. You know what? I like Coffee Rainy, too, when I go to Coffee Rainy. But I never go to Coffee Rainy, and I don't know why. Tell me. I don't know why either. I, I, I I'll tell you, for me, why I do go is it's very convenient to where I live. And oh I, well, that's cheating. I don't. I don't think I've ever had a bad meal there. Mm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I I don't know why. I wish I I wish I had a better answer for that. I like their Greek dressing. Mm. Um, I like. Yeah. Uh, that's, I, like I said, I've I've never had a bad meal. One of the things I really like there, I don't get very often, the mushroom burger. The and, mushroom burger. You know, that sounds a, like it ought to be really good, but I don't think it is. It just doesn't grab me at all. Well, Some I people you, love it. Why not? But see, they were it, doing that plant-based thing before anybody was. Yeah, it's Could a be. portobello mushroom is, is basically what it is. It's a portobello mushroom instead of ground meat or anything. But it's just—I think it's just a wonderful sandwich with lots of vegetables on her on it. Um, I love it. Those two women were healthy women before it was hip to be healthy. I don't know how old it is. It's got to be like thirty-five years old. But um, <clears throat> but well, it's it's good. I, I moved, can't deny it. My, mm -hmm. my wife and I moved here twenty-three years ago, and it was the first restaurant we went to. When we moved over here, uh -huh. and you know we were over here cleaning up the house and painting and doing some stuff like that, and we just went, well, let's go find a place to have lunch, and we walked in there, and it was funny because my wife knew uh, Carol, one of the Carol. women that owned it. Mm -hmm. hmm. Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. She had Carol a restaurant Karimi. on Carrollton. Is that is that right? I don't think so. Carol Karimi um, is her name. I tried. Um. But she's one of the women that owns it, and uh, yeah, but, you know, we she and Angel Darling—it's a partnership. Yes, that's right. That's right. Glenn Carroll's husband was real, real big into the seafood business. Mm-hmm. And uh, but anyway, that was—that's just one of my. You were asking about salads. That's one of my favorite places. There's lots of good salads around here. It's you know I've, I've run into very few that I would say were bad. But that's well, well, give, me, give me another one because I, I don't like I said I have I 
<laughs> you know, you just have your habits, and your yeah, habits Isabella, are your habits. Isabella's you know? has good salads. Okay. We don't go to Isabella's either. This is probably why we've never run into you, Steve. We don't go to the same places. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Isabella's is good. Um, That's probably my two first places that I I will go to convenient to the house, you know, if if we want a salad. Have you been to the salad station, which is not far from where you're talking about? Yeah, it's okay. You know, I mean, it's it is one of those all you can eat. You know, you build your salad, and it's all of a sudden you find out you got a twenty nine dollar salad. You know, yeah. But I'm exaggerating <laughs> a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> but that's so true. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking about the old um, Eatsies, which is has never been in this area. It's been in bigger cities, right? And um, the closest we've ever gotten to it was the uh, the ripoff version, the Foodies, which was also very good and a little before its time. It's too bad because it was before its time, and I loved the building and I loved everything about it. But uh, it was it was before its time. And then what was interesting about it is that the place it was modeled after, Eatsies, just a few years later shut down everything. Except there's one left in Dallas. And the last time we were in Texas, which was about a year and a half ago, we stumbled on it and went to Eatsy's. And I remembered how much I loved everything about Eatsy's. And I did love the salad bar where you're right. You order everything and your eyes are bigger than your stomach. And it's all by weight. And you find yourself with a $30 salad. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a good salad. It's a really good salad. We uh, talked about this a little bit yesterday. Uh, someone here uh, uh, asked, what, what do you really like to eat that's crisp? Uh, uh, tell me a, a, about a, a seafood salad or just a crisp salad. And I had to take that. I never thought of crisping as being a, a, uh, a salad exactly. But the two things do go very yeah, well together. Yeah, they're crunchy. There's a lot of crunch in a salad. And uh, there's, there's not enough emphasis on this, I think, uh, Crunch in a salad. You know what I find? Do you have this also, Steve? Do you find this that sometimes salad pieces are so big, it's it's kind of embarrassing. You know, you put a put a mouthful and there's carrots and lettuce sticking out. You know. Yeah, it's hard to get it in your mouth and get it more all over your face. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes I think that that should be addressed, but then if you do address it, it becomes a chopped salad, which is not something I ever really like anyway. Right. I know you remember the place, and I used to brag because we got rid of it pretty quick, but Shoney's. Oh. (laughs) I thought you were going to mention Dakota Wine and Feed, which we were talking about just the other day. No, no. We we always come back to that. I Uh, know. but uh, Shoney's <laughs> used to have a pretty good salad bar. I guess and they did. It's funny because that was one of the only things that I could tolerate at the place. Yeah. Uh, you know, most of the rest of their stuff was pretty crappy. But uh, Well, if you are looking for a salad of the very highest quality and a beautiful salad bar. Now, you have to cross the lake. Steve, do you ever cross the lake? Yeah, yeah, we do it every once in a while. It's you know, kind of like going okay. to the, kind of like going well, to the proctologist. You know, you don't really want. Oh, to thanks do it for joining us with that. 
Um, the, uh, the salad bar at Fogo de Champ. Oh, is now I, I have been there and I've been to the one in Houston and I'm going to tell you the one in Houston, the last time I went, I just got the salad bar. I, That's salad right. For $15, it's, it's the best deal in town. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I was never real impressed with the meat at those things. Oh, really? Yeah. I love it. It's it's part of the nature of that cuisine because everything they do is inexpensive and really, really generous. And then it pops back into order, and uh, there it is. It's like nothing has ever been missing. And I I think that's one of the reasons we like it so much. Well, I think that the meats are divine, but the problem with that place is that it's $70 per person whether you eat a little bit or a lot. Well, so it's, it's, you, hard to, it's hard to eat enough to get $70. That's what I'm saying. I, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying you hurt yourself when you go in there because <laughs> right. it's like it's like I've got to get my $70 worth, but I, I can't eat another thing, but then you make yourself. It's horrible. But well, the $15 salad bar, you don't have as much invested in it, and it's that's delicious. That's what I've always said about the uh, all-you-can-eat seafood places. You know, I yeah. mean – they, uh, the last time I went to one, and it was that one up on 25, just north of Covington. Right, Seafood and, World. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it might have been thinking that was what Gee. it was. And I walked out. Last of there time going, I was there, I was having donuts. Are you having donuts at joke. Seafood World? <laughs> There's a donut. There, what's the name of that? Tom town? is Tom is somehow it's, or another stuck. It's in the donut a, uh, stop up on up 25. Dude. We went about oh, okay. three weeks ago, uh, and he's never and, he's never forgotten they, it. Their, their donuts well, are, were alleged to be extraordinarily good. And uh, so we were uh, uh, persuaded to go out there about two months ago. And it was, uh, well, that, if you don't find something crunchy enough, go and get one of those. Okay. Um, I, but the, at Seafood World, like I said, that was the last time I went to an all-you-can-eat seafood place, and I walked out and said, I spent $20 to be this miserable. i got to be done. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think, make- everyone, I think everyone should experience Fogo once. Oh, I um, agree. Especially if you have kids, because the kids would find the swords cool, you know? Yeah, right. But, but right. there's... You know, Tom has a thing about all-you-can-eat places, and essentially, when you boil it all down, that's what Fogo de Champ is. Yeah. But it's the classiest darn version of that that you've ever seen. Yeah, I, I might agree with that. It's probably a little bit classier than ponchos. <laughs> and considerably classier than Seafood World, but also a lot yeah. more expensive, too. So, I mean, I think the price is, is prohibitive, uh, and it keeps it classier, you know. Yeah, it's not a ripoff by any stretch of the imagination. No, I think it's. I think it's great. It, yeah, I mean, the deal of the fifteen dollars salad bar is wow. Yes, and mm-hmm. my lord, the stuff, the op, the, the the choices on that salad bar. Yeah, you know, you and they're all, all the premium ingredients. You know, yeah, you premium the premium stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, by the time you put the cheeses in there and the and the charcuterie. And yeah. um, and the sun-dried tomatoes and all of these really premium ingredients, that's a deal, you yeah. know. But still, by you have, the, feel like you have to hurt yourself, you know. By the way, um, when we were talking yesterday and you mentioned how did I eat all those Creole tomatoes that we got. Yes, from did you? Cousins. 
Well, we gave like we, we I gave seven bottles away, and with each one of those, we gave them two tomatoes because we had like uh-huh. twenty tomatoes, and there's no way we were going to eat twenty tomatoes, you know, before yeah. they go bad because we got them. They were very ripe and spectacular. But oh, we we'll gave away probably good. half of that box of tomatoes. Well, I'm gonna so, wait, wait, wait. You, but but other people ate the other half, right? Oh yeah, we gave them. We gave okay. them to other okay. people. and gave them a bottle of the dressing. You ate half a, a case of, of Creole tomatoes. Wow. Uh, probably That's a little impressive. less. I, I think we got. I think there were twenty or twenty-two in there, and I think we gave twelve or thirteen or fourteen away. And my wife just adores tomatoes, and I like good tomatoes. Yeah. So yeah, they got to be good tomatoes. There's something seriously wrong with us. We bought a bunch of Creole tomatoes, and and what's happened to them is that they have now created a very large colony of fruit flies. No one has eaten them. You don't, you don't like them. <laughs> now anymore. we're battling fruit flies. Yeah. Anyway, all right, Steve, we got to take a break. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Take care. Bye bye. Okay. Five five six nine six nine six. We are devising very clever traps now for fruit flies. This is how we occupy our time during the day when we are not on the air. So it's good that we're on the air. Five five six nine six nine six. We'll be right back. Hello, hello, Daniel, the gourmet cellist here. I'm big into coffee, and I've got Parrish Coffee keeping me company in lockdown. This is a great breakfast brew. I guess that's why they say wake up to perish. But it remains consistent throughout the day. Robust yet mellow at the same time. I love this luxurious coffee. And I can't believe the price. With no idea how long we'll be locked down, it's good thing I can order it online at perishcoffee.com. See the full lineup there and hashtag wake up to perish. Annadelle's Plantation is a stately bed and breakfast With beautiful grounds and two gorgeous rooms upstairs, it's a great getaway. The food here is that familiar Louisiana cooking inspired by Galatoire's with reasonable prices. A welcoming and cozy dining room and very special bar make this a hidden gem. Annadelle's Plantation, 71518 Chestnut Street, Covington, 985-809-7669. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousin's Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. I get misty just holding your hand. We are back with more food talk here on the Food Show. 5569696 is the number. We haven't moved very far into the Almanac, and we have Stan calling us at 3 o'clock to talk about what he's been up to uh, for the last week since we talked to him last. But um, I love talking about salads because I love salads, and there are some really excellent salads around town if they are entrees. A cob salad is hard to beat. Don't you think? Yep, it it really is good. Now the question uh, is, who's got a good cob well, the, salad? Well, the great cob salad in this area is the Windsor Court. Yeah, that is good. What one. they That's what a good the one. what the Windsor Court Hotel what it describes as 
a crab cake. The, no, it's the Windsor Court Windsor salad. Court, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what uh, they do is all the ingredients from uh, a cob uh, uh, that you would get on the West Coast. With one exception, they don't usually put any chicken in it. And often, uh -huh. often than they do, usually they do, but then they take it out and then you find all the other things, which would include uh, avocados, uh, bacon, a couple of cheeses. That uh, is up to your the person working Usually on it. Usually blue cheese, isn't it? Blue cheese would be, uh, absolutely, uh -huh. you would get that. And let's see what else. There was some... Uh, bacon, blue cheese, grilled the, chicken, yeah, tomato. The, the chicken is a, a givey. Avocado. Avocados, okay, yes. cinch. Yes. And anyway, once you have that all together, then you have uh, my wedding night of uh, bliss. Uh, bliss. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll go with that. Let's go to the uh, caller. Who's the caller? Okay. Hard to follow that. Who's next? Ronnie Gourmet Waiter. Hey, Ronnie. Oh, hey, good afternoon. Ronnie. How are you all doing? You're, you've doing just fine. become Ronnie, I think. Okay. I don't think uh, you my friend called nope. me Ronnie when I grew up, so either 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 works. Uh, two things today. Uh, the one on Indian breads. I've got one for you, Marianne. When you go to Galatoire's, do you like that fluffy bread that they have that they serve with the sauce? Uh huh. It's, it's I kind of a don't, up bread. Yeah, I don't eat bread in restaurants unless it crosses a certain threshold, and that one does not. So I don't usually eat it. Yeah, because in India, there's one called puri, P-U-R-I. And um, it's an old bread, but it, it, it's, okay. it's going to resemble it's the Galatoire's Indian, right? bread. <clears throat> I just didn't know if that's the style of bread mm -hmm. that you like. If you do, look it up. It's P-U-R-I. It's called puri. Okay. I've got a bunch of Indian friends, and uh, uh, one of them lives in Odisha, which is the, uh, actually the state where the city of puri is in. Anyway, uh, it's a bread that uh, my friend makes all the time. I've got several friends that are Indian. The other thing I was going to talk about uh, was... Uh, wait, wait, um, let, me, let me qualify something. We're not talking about Indian from India. This actually would, in 2020, be called Native American fry bread. Okay, well, is this, is in, this, this is yeah. in the country of India. So, yeah, we can right. call, I'm, yeah. I'm fine calling it whatever we want. Um, the second thing was, was uh, in September, Tom Fitzmorris and I will have our 15th anniversary of talking about food on the air. I went back we into are? my, uh, into should my we record. Buy, should I buy you a ring? <laughs> and, and what I did, uh, dance with Marianne, that, that'll suffice. Anyway, so I went back and I thought, okay, when is the first time that I called? And I remembered the call, okay? This was about, oh my gosh. I'd say, this was about four weeks after Hurricane Katrina. And the reason why I said ah, that, okay. so it, was, it was 2005. I was sitting in an Is apartment. Is that when you discovered, in, Tom? Uh, I'd been listening a little before then, but this was when I called in. I remember the specific call, okay? Okay. okay. I called into Radio 80s because something funny happened. I called into Radio 87. I was listening in my apartment, just sitting around having a few beers. I just finished dinner. I heard the show, and Tom was talking about how hard it was to get a good steak right after Hurricane Katrina. And that was the mm -hmm. topic that night on the air. And I knew a okay. friend of mine who opened up a restaurant. Coincidentally, it was Sarah's, an Indian restaurant over there in the Riverview. 
So I called up, and I was talking to Tom, and I mentioned Sarah's, okay? That was not Tom's first choice. He made it very clear, but I made it very clear that they were open and that they had a stake, okay? So a couple of days later, a friend of mine calls me from Atlanta, and he was listening to AM Radio 87 in Atlanta, Georgia, because sometimes when the weather's just right, he can pick yeah. it up. And he goes, he goes, did you call into a Well, it's a 50,000 watt clear channel, so. Okay. So he asked me, he said, did you call in and start talking about be. where you could find a good steak? And I'm like, Brian, you're in Atlanta. How'd you hear that? He said, AM radio, 87, all the way in Atlanta. Anyway, so knowing that we were out of town for three weeks, okay, uh, the mayor wouldn't let us back in. This was about a week after I got back. So the, the anniversary, 15 years of my first call is going to be Probably, let's just call it September 28th. All right. Okay. So you'll have to call and... Go ahead. (laughs) You'll have to call, Henry. You'll have to find some sweet anniversary tune for that. Mm, A sweet anniversary tune. Yeah. What does that enlighten me to do? Well, nothing. It's just that you're going to celebrate your anniversary of Ron's first call on the 28th of September. I imagine. Yeah. It'll be okay. 15 years. Crazier things have happened, but 15 yeah, why not? years. Wow, it's yep. such a pity to celebrate, the, not celebrate, to to remember the 15th anniversary of one disaster and the same another disaster's year. Anyway, well, you know, life <laughs> wouldn't be full uh, of disasters if, if that happened. If it wasn't full of disasters, who knew? You know. All right, Ron. What else you got? It comes, it goes. Oh, that's pretty much it. Nice to hear from Steve and also from uh, Greg. Love when both of them call in. Always, uh, always an enter- entertaining, informative call. Yes, they are, as is yours. So we have good callers. We are getting more of them, though, different people, and we're excited about that. So please give us a call awesome. if you would like to meet among them. 556 Thanks. Bye-bye. I thought Rob was gone. All right, do we have any other callers right now? Henry? Okay. So um, I'm thinking of some other Cobb salads. There is a good Cobb salad. Keith Young was doing a Cobb salad for a while, and this was on the lunch menu. He had just changed the lunch menu when the whole COVID thing happened. But I remember having a really great Cobb salad there with beef tips, which is atypical of a Cobb for sure, but it was really yummy. Also, there's a good Cobb at um, Blue Crab. Blue Crab, oh, yeah, how can you good, go wrong it's a good with one that? There. And they have a seafood salad there that's loaded with seafood. So I don't usually get that, but everything there that I've gotten is really good. So I would expect that that would be good as well. Anybody know any other good entree salads? Today is National entree salad day and uh, there's a lot of good ones out there if you're into the fried chicken thing and who isn't into the fried chicken thing I just don't allow myself to do it but my daughter does and she gets the fried chicken club Hmm. at is it a fried chicken club or is it a fried chicken salad I think it's just a fried chicken salad at New Orleans food and spirits there's a ton of fried chicken chunks on there there's bacon and you know the usual stuff but uh that's a good one too 
trying to think of some other ones that I like because I, I do really often get salads instead of other things when There's I'm plenty out. Plenty of them, a lot. Uh, a lot yeah, of I'm fine. interested in collecting more <clears throat> entree salads. So if you know of some, please give us a call five five six nine six nine six. That's not all we're going to talk about today. At three o'clock, we have Stan coming up to tell us what's been happening out on the open road. He's calling in with his traveling man, motorhome travels with his hound dog LW where he's going to actually be living for the next year, which blows my mind. But anyway, uh, it's making for what I think at least is interesting conversation uh, on Wednesdays and people tell me that they like it too. So I don't think Stan has been doing very much. He's going to have a short segment today because it sounds to me like he's just kind of hanging out in the motor home. But, um, He's parked, he's parked somewhere in Colorado, and we'll talk to him at 3 o'clock. Also, we have some more of the, of the almanac, and I'm looking to see if there's anything particularly exciting on it. But, uh, and, and usually there is, but um, I will tell you what a Cobb salad, according to Tom, is right now from the Edible Dictionary word of the day. A large salad made of greens, tomatoes, blue cheese, hard-boiled egg, crumbled bacon, avocado, and cooked chicken, all cut into small mm -hmm. pieces. All good. It was created in the 1930s by Bob Cobb, the owner of the now extinct Brown Derby restaurant in Hollywood. It has and you know what I remember seeing on right in front of the place? What's that? There was a sign right on the, the building where it was. Yeah. And uh, the sign said, for rent, will change for... Will build to suit? Will <laughs> new to suit. Yeah. <laughs> heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And it's now gone. Anyway, um, it, since it became one of the most popular entree salads in restaurants across the country, particularly in the West, where it's almost universal, what makes the Cobb salad unique is the way it's presented. The ingredients are layered vertically in a glass bowl for maximum color, contrast, then tossed with a dressing that varies, but it's usually some kind of vinaigrette at the table before being served. Yes, indeed. Oh, Tom, here's your dining rule. It's exactly what we said, mm -hmm. or what I remembered you saying. What did it say? Even though it may look nicer and give the illusion of control, to the eater, no salad with dressing in plastic cups on the side is half as good as the same salad tossed with the dressing. Well, there you go, Tom. Mm -hmm. That's about right. You said it, and it's true. I have to say you're right. I wish that I uh, would adhere to that rule a little bit more because the one salad that I do eat that is already tossed is the one at Lola that I mentioned, the salmon salad, and it is definitely the best because it was the first one that I mentioned. And that's because I think it came with the dressing. But I think it's also because there's avocado in it. And for some reason, when avocado is tossed mm -hmm. in a salad, it, it is very pleasing to me the way the greens get a little bit wilted with the oils from the avocado. And distinctly must be all of those ingredients like the well, egg just, and the all the other things that go into this. Yes. I just thought of something really uh, interesting from the Fogo de Champ buffet salad yeah. bar. They have a basil dressing, mm. which now is really idea. good. I mean, everything With there, bacon? Tom, is... No, no, there's everything on the... The, ah. the bacon is actually on a sidebar where the fajoda mm -hmm. stew is, that 
black bean stew with the meat, like um, sausages and ham and stuff in it. That's so, so good. And then there's this praline bacon right next to that. And you can get as much of that as you want to, because it is, after all, a salad bar. But they have a basil dressing, which is incredibly good. Really, really good. Well, it sounds like you're building it back up again. <laughs> I used yeah. to like the salad bar at um, Chart House. The Chart House? Yeah, when Mary Lee and I stayed in D.C. 15 years ago with Katrina, we used to go to the Chart House in Williamsburg a lot. And she used to laugh because I would sort of pile the plates on top of each other because they had all these different kinds of salads and I would I would not put them all in one. I would make different salads. So I'd like four or five different small plate salads. Anyway, salads, yummy, yummy. If you like it, give us a call, 556-9696. But after Stan Meadows calls us at the top of the hour, coming up right after the news here on WGSO New Orleans, we'll be back right after Hey, this is Adam Schubert. Join me on the bench Sunday nights at 7 p.m. here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. Gang leaders. The president saying they've been taken out by the thousands. This is probably the meanest, worst gang anywhere in the world, the MS-13 group. And a big dentist put in them. It took place over the last few days and, uh, and really over the last year heavy focus on MS-13. They're an evil group of people. They're sick, they're deranged, and we're taking care of it. With a spike in COVID-19 cases making an indoor Republican National Convention less likely, Director of Strategic Communications for the Trump 2020 campaign, Mark Lauder, says they'll do what's needed to keep everyone safe. We don't know what the coronavirus is going to look like in six weeks when when the convention takes place. So the question is going to be, we'll be prepared. USA Radio News. There's so much hand sanitizer on the market, but beware. Not all hand sanitizers are created equal. That's why you want to use 2020 Safe Hand Sanitizer. You can trust the hand sanitizer on 2020safe.net to be made with the highest quality ingredients. American made with American ingredients employing Americans. Log on now to 2020safe.net and order your one liter today. Normally $29.99, but reduced to $19.99. So hurry while supplies last and receive a bonus. That's right. You'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $39.95 value, free, by using code GCN at checkout. Right now, click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one-liter bottle of high-quality hand sanitizer with your free bonus. A 30-count bottle of Immune Booster valued at $39.95. Remember to enter GCN at checkout. And the bonus is yours, free, 2020safe.net. The president says he's about to take action on an immigration issue. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes reports from Washington. After the U.S. High Court recently blocked President Trump's efforts to end the Obama-era DACA policy, which protects young illegal immigrants brought to the U.S. as kids, he's promising to sign what he calls a very big executive order on it very soon. I'm going to take care of DACA much better than the Democrats did. The Democrats had their chance, and they blew it. He didn't elaborate on the order in that exclusive interview with CBS News, but did say that the U.S. immigration system would be a mess if former VP Joe Biden was to win the White House in November. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Walmart will require customers to wear face masks inside all of their United States and Sam's Club stores starting July 20th, becoming the largest company to impose restrictions amid a surge in coronavirus cases in several states across the country. You're listening to USA Radio News. 
Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. A California school board is sending kids back to school this fall with no face mask requirements or social distancing. The Orange County Board of Education met online and approved the recommendations, but they do say it will be up to the individual districts on how they want students to return. Dr. Scott Atlas with the Hoover Institution is applauding the decision. There is zero, virtually zero risk to children for getting something serious or dying from this disease. Anyone who thinks schools should be closed is not talking about the risk to children. That's factually true, and they, and they should say that. It has nothing to do with the children's risk. Now, let's talk about the risk to teachers. Mm-hmm. The teachers are, yeah, because this is probably the big the big. Any spotty showers about the rest of the day will come to an end tonight. Partly cloudy, muggy, and warm after a hot day yet. Early morning, about 80. Now tomorrow, more showers and thunderstorms about, increasing the chances you'll get one to alleviate the heat. In some spots, probably not getting as hot. The muggy 80s of the morning heat up to a high of around the lower to mid-90s. Still a pretty good chance scattered storms and showers Thursday. Partly cloudy to cloudy at times, the afternoon highs of lower to mid-90s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra back with Stan Meadows, who is joining the show to give us his report from the highways and byways and really just the park where he's parked with his with his fancy schmancy motorhome and his dog, L.W. Hello, Stan. How are you? L.W.? That's my Sound dog. And how are you doing? Hey, Tom. Well, it's, po- it's pouring here. How's the weather there? The weather here is beautiful. You know, it's about I knew he was gonna 95 say that. in the daytime and 50 at night. Ah, uh, yes. And so, clear skies and, and breezy and all that. Western weather, I call it. Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's just beautiful. I love it. The weather, that's why I'm yeah. here for such a long time. Going to get through the summer. Uh, we've yeah. been, I've been out checking out the farms in the area and... What all they grow around here. I went to a town up by Grand Junction, Palisade, and it's all about farming and produce stands. They've been, they put, they've, right now they're harvesting peaches, plums, apricots, almonds, cherries. Almonds? Uh, almonds. What, uh, what part of the country items come from? Well, they come from California California, usually, but he's in Colorado. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, it's coming from the west. It's about a, about an hour from the Utah border. Mm-hmm. All right, so there are cherries there because usually cherries come a little bit farther in the northwest. So they're doing cherries there also. 
Yeah, they do a lot of cherries. They didn't have that good of a harvest this year because the frost got them. Uh, wow. But they still had some out at a few places. All right, Stan, the last time we talked to you, you were extremely focused and very excited about fresh corn. Have you had your fresh corn fix? Well, what, what they did, they started harvesting yesterday, which is an amazing process. Uh, and it's all over the place. I went to the store this morning to try to get some, and they said I got to come back at 3 o'clock this afternoon because their first shipment went so quick there's only one uh, store in this town that sells it uh so i'm going back there about four o'clock and getting some corn and getting all the ingredients i need to make corn salsa this afternoon that's, that's Ooh, my that job. sounds good well so i'm honored that you're that. that you're keeping your appointment to talk to us stan because i know that you are counting the minutes till you can go get your fresh corn Exactly, exactly. That's why I'm, that's going to be a short <laughs> segment today. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to even even comb my hair and put a hat on to go get it. Uh, <laughs> and then this, this weekend coming up, we're actually starting on next week, is the Montrose County Fair. And it's a five-day county fair. And it's an old-school fair where they do cow judging and apple pie bacon and corn shucking contest and things like that. I can't wait for that. And all the... Uh, well, are they having the it? They're having it? Yes, they are having it. Huh. It's all outside. They canceled part of it. They canceled uh, uh, a big part of the rodeo and anything that's in an arena. Uh, but they're oh, still going to okay. have it. It's the 133rd year. Uh, I'm glad they didn't they're cancel they're it. That's good. It. Yeah, I, good. I think it is. It's good for the area, I believe. Everybody seems to be uh-huh. excited about it. Um, Good. And then I went to dairy. So what's going to be in your corn salsa tonight? Well, I'm going to have the fresh corn, and I'm going to put it in there raw. Because I think if I put some lemon or some lime juice in there with it, it'll cook it if I let it sit for about an hour. Real similar with ceviche. Uh, ceviche corn. <laughs> yep. Then I'm going to put some jalapenos, and I'm just... De- uh, some jalapeno peppers chopped, maybe some chopped Anaheim peppers, some cilantro, and some red bell peppers, and then okay. I'm gonna, and some uh, apple cider vinegar is the secret to a good corn salsa. And I'm gonna let it apple cider for a couple vinegar. hours. And, yep, apple cider uh-huh. vinegar. Uh, okay. And so I'm I'm looking forward to that. I hope they don't sell out of corn. They were yeah, you got to get over there, Stan. Morning. You got to leave as soon as you're done. You got to get over there. I, I may start walking before I'm done. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> uh, but I just okay. Now, this, have you started making your own corn tortillas yet? No, I haven't. Uh, because there's a lady at the little little Mexican bakery up the street that makes very good corn tortillas, so I'll just take them from her. Mm, that I, does I, sound like good. Like drop a little money in the town, you know. Whenever uh-huh. I'm here. Yeah. yeah, of course. All right, so what else have you discovered? Uh, I've discovered that pinto beans, this is a big area where they grow pinto beans. And what mm. they do is they, they put a pole about 25 feet up in the air vertically or, or horizontally, whatever, standing up, however that works. And it's got 
strings and ropes coming off of it, and they grow the beans up the rope vertically, uh, which is amazing to me. And I guess they get a bigger yield from it. Uh, But I didn't know that that existed. So I talked to the farmer about it, and he he grows the pinto beans like that. And then underneath them, because the beans are growing vertically, in one field he had barley, and in the other field he was growing oats underneath them. So it it really puts a good yield for his area. Um, That's a a big farming area then, huh? It's a huge farming area. I, I checked out the how they get water to it, and it's coming down the down the river, and then they just drain it off in certain places, dam it up and drain it off, and it goes in a canal. So the the water boards around here is a big deal for everybody. But I I'm glad that I found this area. Yeah. Uh, and then the then there's even dairy farms. There's a huge dairy farm. Around here, uh, it's like six generations rocking W cheese and milk. And, uh, you know, they've been making cheese for six generations. I oh, went by there. And it, it, it's that sounds amazing. good. Have you yeah, tried any of the cheese? I did. I bought some of the ghost cheese and pepper jack cheese when, when I was up there. I haven't, I, I ate some whenever I was there. I haven't opened what I bought for here. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm probably going to put a little pepper jack in with some corn later. Yeah. Or, or put it on the corn tortillas and, and use the salsa with it. Have you tried the pinto beans? I have not tried the pinto beans yet. I love what? pinto beans. They're, they're not ready to harvest. They're going to be harvested oh, okay. in about probably in a few weeks. Everything's going to be harvested. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you, you think you'll still be around when the harvest comes in for that? Yes, I'm going to be around here until I think August the 10th, somewhere oh, wow. around there. Okay. And depending on what I want, I may end up staying here for another couple of weeks. I love it so much. So, yeah, I can see that. Cool. So have you discovered anything that isn't farming that's interesting? Have I discovered anything that isn't farming that's interesting? That isn't farming that's interesting. Yeah, one thing I got to figure, a lot of people floating rafts up and down the river. Yeah. Uh, and that looks like a lot of fun. When I was in Grand Junction last week, which is about 40 miles from where I'm at, uh, is a beautiful uh, the Colorado River. They were floating down mm. it in a raft. Whenever I was in Missouri, I went on raft trips, but you'd rent a raft and someone would take you up river and drop you off. Uh, here, they're just putting them in the water and floating down. I don't know how they're getting back up. Maybe they're maybe they're keeping a car or something down there. Uh, have you have you dip, have you dipped your foot into the Colorado because it's freezing? It is very freezing. All the rivers around here are freezing. The, the ones that aren't, <laughs> what's not freezing is the reservoirs up in the mountains. The, the lake reservoirs that I was in uh, that were wonderful. And the only other thing that I've noticed that they just don't do around here with all the, with all the Tex-Mex food and the Southwestern influence with food is they don't have Taco Tuesday anywhere. And <laughs> I just, well, cause every day is, is Taco be. Day. <laughs> I don't see how that could happen not having the Taco Tuesday <laughs> on Tuesday. Uh, so I went out Speaking to a little, of Taco little Tuesday. 
I know that you guys did a taco thing at Trinas. Any word on Trinas? They're still waiting. They try and take the hotel lead. I know that Jim and Chef Jim and Chef Todd are chomping at the bits to get it open, which I heard you earlier talking about salads, entree salads. And, uh, you know, Trinas, they have their CBD salad. What's that? Uh, it's a, it's it's got those fancy greens that you were talking about, but it's got corn, cucumbers, tomatoes, carrots, uh, potatoes on it, and then they take some parsnips and slice them with like a vegetable peeler and deep fry them and put those on top, and then you can get fish or oh, yeah. chicken or whatever. You I remember want you it. did that, and that was a great yeah, salesman, that- and they had a, a Creole cane. Okay, Stan, everything at Trinas is delicious, and the locals deserve Trinas, too. So I know you guys are waiting for tourism to come back, but you ought to think about opening the doors for people locally who would love Trinas. Just a thought. Well, I I will mention that to Chef Jim Richard and let him know that people in New Orleans want it back because it's a great great restaurant, and it will be again. It is. I'll see what they it's can a do really good restaurant. Yeah, we miss it. Anyway, can you hold on, or you you have to go? I don't know. You said that you were going to do a shorter segment. So, what's what's your time frame? I, I better go get in line for that corn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, okay. I don't well, then we'll let you go. Um, okay. And uh, and when you call back, don't forget to tell us how your corn was, because I know you've been looking forward to your corn for a long time. So uh, we'll I hope it works out for and, uh, you the way you're wanting. Corn and county county fair food. Okay. All right. So All next right. week we'll have a report on the fair. Is the fair this weekend? It starts on Monday, and okay. it goes until Friday. So oh, I might okay. call you from the fair. Hot diggity. All right. I love it. Take care. Thank you. Find some good food at the fair, Stan. All right? I will. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. That's Stan Meadows, our traveling guide, giving us a report from the other world that's not New Orleans as he goes west and finds things like how pinto beans grow, which is kind of fascinating. I want want to... I want him to send me some pinto beans because I love pinto beans and I would love some picked right off of the little vine. Anyway, 5569696 is the number if you would like to come back and talk about uh, entree salads. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. 
Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. There's a new restaurant in the Warehouse District offering the fresh and fun flavors of the Caribbean and delicious tastes of New Orleans. Nola K features the best of both regions with dishes like tuna ceviche, red curry shrimp, freshly shucked oysters, cumin spice strip steak, and desserts like caramel flan, tres leches, and key lime pie. And signature cocktails like the Bloody Jerk using their house-made mix. Nola K, 898 Barone at St. Joseph, nolak.com. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. All righty, 556-9696 is the number. So I just want to report, since I've already let the fruit fly out of the bag, um, the latest harvest of the fruit flies was very successful. The, the rotting Creole tomato, the small one, is now in a very deep glass, and we're, we're harvesting a lot of them, and they're going outside. So maybe we'll be able to triumph over the, uh, the fruit fly cloud that has resulted from the Creole tomatoes that we bought but didn't eat in time. Let's go to AWJ. Is that right? G, oh, AWG. Hi. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, uh, I'm just getting back to you guys. I haven't heard in quite some, I haven't listened in a while, just for various reasons. But anyhow, the last time I called, y'all probably don't remember because you have so many people calling, you have so many different great topics. I was asking about weight versus volume, like ounces. Oh, yes, the technical scientific call. Yes. Yeah. So, what 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 was the answer? Because you were going to ask a chef. So, if it calls mm. for four ounces of cheese, is it weight or volume? Okay, Stan. If you are still listening, and I think he could be, I know you're on your way to get your corn, but would you ask? Jim to call us or call us yourself because you certainly know that Stan is one of the owners of Trinas who is now off on an adventure of a lifetime and he just called us so if you're still listening Stan because I know he does uh, would you either call us back or get uh, Jim Richard to call us back I love Jim he was great and we will try to get the answer to that question and if we don't get either of those two guys I'm gonna I'm going to call another chef right now and ask him to call us so stay stay tuned keep listening and we will, will. get the answer to that by the end of the show okay I will I would like to say one thing about Trinaz that is a really good restaurant I've been there several times isn't it fab it really is good and, and it's a shame because it's, I know. it's downtown. The locals don't know about it because it's I know. tucked away in that hotel there. It is a fantastic restaurant, and I want them to get open again because we have a lot of people who live in the warehouse district that talk about it. So I think they could do pretty okay. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a business person. Lord knows I am not a business person. But it's too bad cause, uh, because uh, you got to keep fighting, you know? Anyway, that's my two cents for whatever it's worth. All right. I will see if we don't hear from them by about about 3.45, I'm going to call the other one. Okay? All right. All right. What's the question? What's the question again? Let me write it down. What is the difference in weight versus volume? So if if a recipe calls for 
four ounces of cheese. Okay. Or milk or cream. Yes. How do okay. you know when it's when it's weight or volume? Volume okay. volume would be like you pour okay. it into your measuring cup. Okay. All right. Okay. I will ask this question and if we like I said, if we don't hear from them, then I will have it by hopefully 345. I'm going to call several of the chefs, but we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to go to the mo the one that I have right here on, on redial. So, um, all right, we'll get it. We'll try to get it for you. Okay. Great show as usual. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. I was afraid that he was going to ask that question of me again or you again, because I don't, I don't really know, but we can get it from a chef. So five five six nine six nine six. If you are a chef and are listening, please call us and save me the trouble of having to dig through my texts to call the chef that I have here, or for us to hopefully wait for Stan, who is very occupied getting his corn. So um, if you know a chef or you are a chef. Uh, or if you're someone who just cooks a lot and know the answer to the, that question, we'd love to hear it. It's 5569696 is the number. Let us go to another caller who hopefully might have the answer to that. Who is it? Gregory. Hey. Hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. Hey, Gregory. Well, don't get around much with anymore. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, here come the puppies. Sorry, I'm walking my dog. It's one of those days. Hey, listen, like something like cheese, it's going to be by weight. So you, um, you zero out your scale to the, whatever vessel you're measuring the cheese in, and then you um, add it. That's going to be by weight. Liquid, liquid measure is just that. It's what you see in your measuring cup. I hope that helps. Okay, now what about something like four ounces of cream? How would that Same translate thing. That's a liquid to say measure, a cup? And you can use a measuring cup for that. And that's going to give you what you call a liquid measure, and that's called a dry volume measure or a dry measure, which would be cheeses, flour, grains, stuff like that. Quite easy. You see, oh, is that, you is want... that applause? I'm trying to figure out what that sound is. <laughs> it's, it did sound funny, didn't it? The hey, what is that? <laughs> well, it's not my dogs. <laughs> know that. I, did, yeah, I was about to say, if that's just, I was trying to figure out, is that the dogs? Is no, that, that's two uh, of them, It sounded actually. like, it, at first it sounded like um, you were in an office. No, 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 the, no. Um, I was just I, I'm, I'm was actually taking my lunch. I'm taking a little rest break. I was doing the lawn. I was weed whacking, and, and I mowed the lawn. This insufferable summer in New Orleans, you know, your weeds and your grass grows like crazy. I try to get it down to once a week. It seems like I'm doing it twice a week. So you got to uh -huh. take your little breaks now, now and then. Okay. Oh, you um, do. Oh, yes, indeed, Gregory. Anyway, that's what I know about measures and volumes okay. and stuff. And somebody taught me that a long time ago. A great guy who used to work at um, one of Tom's old favorite restaurants, the Jonathan. <laughs> Restaurant <laughs> Jonathan. Anyway, um, All right. about entree salads, believe it or not, you can still grate. I mean, I love salad niçoise. I don't know if you like that with fresh no. tuna grilled to perfection <laughs> and sliced up. Cafe Degas does an entree with that. Ah, which is I forgot the about salad niçoise yesterday France. was Bastille Day. I, yeah. Yeah, so I know a lot of people don't think about Cafe Degas anymore, but they're still pumping those guys, and uh, God they bless are. them. Um, they are. 
salad niçoise, that cafe de gare is a terrific entree salad. And Boulevard does several entree salads. You guys were raving about that a couple of weeks ago, I believe. Yeah, you know, I loved, I love that restaurant. I really, really do. I, know. I wasn't crazy about the it's salad. It's simple. It, and that listen, was, it's nothing. To, yeah, but you guys went no, on about it for it, a couple of days almost. No, but it or, was, it was a. You know how sometimes you go to a restaurant and for some reason you just have a really nice time. Yeah, it might not necessarily reflect on the food, but for some reason it was just a very pleasing evening, and that's what it was. I couldn't so, agree with you um, more. I couldn't agree with yeah, you more. Yeah, but I think it's a fine. I think it's a fine. Uh, right. I think it's a fine American, uh, nothing brilliant place to go. Anyway, about volume and measures and salad niçoise at Cafe de Gare. Don't forget All about right. those guys. All nice right. talking to I'm you guys. So to, long. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Let's go to Stan, who called us back. Thank you, Stan. Stan. Stan's available? Yes, yeah, Stan, Stan's calling us back. Oh, good. Stan? Stan, are you there? Oh, no. Okay. Well, anyway, Stan, if you uh, if you can call us back, we're going to take a break. And if you could call us back at the, at the end of the break... Um, or maybe he heard Gregory answering that question, but um, I'm sure that AWG um, would would love to hear it uh, from a professional. No offense, Gregory, but that's that made a lot of sense to me. But you know, people like their experts. So um, so anyway, if you are still around, Stan, uh, walking to your corn, you can you can go ahead and call us back if you would please. At about. Uh, in about five minutes or so, because we have the news break, and then we'll be we'll be back we'll be back at it after this. But um, <clears throat> we're talking about entree salad, salad nichoise. I forgot about that. That was They're always been that's good. a good French one. We were we were talking about yeah. French dishes yesterday, and that is definitely a, nice. a good a good French salad. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones out there. I. I I figured when Stan said you talked about entree salads, Trinas has a good one because Trinas has a good everything, and um, the entree salad I'm, I'm, I'm sure would be really great there too. Although I've never had it, I've always gotten all the other stuff that I'd rather get there. You know, it's it's there. Like, it's sometimes you there. don't want to waste yourself on a salad. You know, like Trinas is not a place that I would get an entree mm -hmm. salad because there's so many other incredible things to get there. That and bread pudding. Yeah, yeah. Our, our red beaner says uh, it's it's an entree gumbo that you can get, which is absolutely true. It's one yeah. way of looking at it. Yeah. What an entree gumbo? Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't know that. They had a cup, a bowl, and an entree. Which is great. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, five five six nine six nine six is the number if you would like to join our conversation about entree salads, which is. Um, which is about the most interesting thing. I'm sorry, Tom, in your uh, in your almanac today. Yeah. Except there is a little a little ditty. A ditty. Yeah, it's Saint Swithin's Day. No, 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 no. Oh, you know what? We, we have to we've run out of time. So um, we will be back after the bottom of the hour news from the Louisiana Radio Network now. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorrington. Governor John Bell Edwards announces the state has surpassed 1 million COVID-19 tests administered since March. The governor says testing, contact tracing, and reasonable regulations like mask wearing while in public can reduce the spread of the coronavirus. We don't want to go backwards to phase one or to phase zero. So we can, we can continue in phase two, but we are going to have to make sure that we wear the mask. 
State Attorney General Jeff Landry issues an opinion on the governor's executive order. Landry says while the mask mandate, 50-person limit, and closure of bars may be good recommendations, they may not be enforced with financial or criminal penalties. Landry says the mandates are not consistent with statutory authority and constitutional provisions. Landry announced Tuesday he's tested positive for COVID-19. And the State Department of Revenue's website is operating again after technical issues caused problems for first-line workers applying for $250 hazard checks and those filing their state income taxes due today. LRN. Fair housing is your right. Use it. The Louisiana Department of Justice and the Louisiana Realtors want you to know that it is against the law to deny a person housing because of their race, color, national origin, religion, sex, familial status, or handicap. If you think you have experienced housing discrimination, report it. Call 800-273-5718 or visit agjefflandry.com. This public service announcement is paid for by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Hello, everyone. It's Governor John Bell Edwards. And as we move to the next stage of our response to COVID-19, I'm asking everyone to wear a mask or facial covering when you're out in public. It's the neighborly thing to do. When you wear a mask, it protects your neighbor and vice versa. N95 masks are for healthcare workers only, but for you and me, no need. Make one or use a scarf. This is an easy way to take care of each other. So let's all mask up and keep Louisiana healthy and strong. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. All right, so your little ditty, Tom, it's St. Switham's Day. Swithin's Day, oh yeah. That's Swithin. one of those, what is it, Fithin's? No, Swithin. St. Swithin's Day, if thou dost reign, for 40 days it will remain. St. Swithin's Day, if thou be with... fair, for 40 days twill reign nay mare. Tom, why is that in here? Uh, it's, it has nothing to do with food, does it? Uh, it probably has. It has something to do with rain. You like rain. I mean, oh, you don't like rain. 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 Yeah. Oh. Why is it in here? I don't. I don't know, but that's not how it rings to me. It's a. Uh, uh, this is has something to do with previous offerings of rings, and uh, and spirals and uh, oh, gifts okay. for. <laughs> and then paybacks to people like uh, God, mm. and uh, and some. Well, you have the you have the history. It started in 871 when monks in England transferred his remains to Canterbury. It rained that day and for the next 40. So, again, it probably just has to do with the rain in New Orleans. But talking about salads. The old kitchen sage says, here's how to make a perfect iceberg wedge salad quickly and elegantly. Remove one layer of leaves from the outside. Bang the stem end of the iceberg head on the counter, then grab the stem and twist it out. Run cold water through the resulting hole and shake out the excess. Cut in quarters and add the dressing. That's brilliant, Tom. Yeah, had nothing to do with me, but the... Uh... Yeah, but nice you know piece what? Of work. Does anybody actually eat much iceberg? Mm, I bought gosh, some I iceberg know. the other day. I bought one of those bagged salads that have little little shreds of carrot, which I don't eat nearly enough of. And um, 
it was like a dollar seventy nine. I just saw it and went, ah, okay, so I'll get it. But I wonder if I'm ever gonna eat that. This is what we do. We buy a lot of food, and then we go out to eat, and we don't eat the food, mm -hmm. and that's that's the that's sort of like our little um, uh, mo. I yeah. guess you change your mind in the middle of it. Yeah, but those Creole tomatoes is very sad because they're gorgeous Creoles. And then I went through the process of putting them in the ripening bag, which is the brown paper bag that in the dark will ripen things. It ripened avocados like the next day. And then the Creole tomatoes took a couple of days. So I went through all that trouble and then we didn't eat them, mm. which is too bad. They're now outside. Everything's outside now, so we can get rid of the fruit flies. 5569696 five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. All of these um, personal details that horrify, horrify our red bean edition. Um, <clears throat> I don't eat we iceberg wedge except – actually, I don't eat, ever eat it. I'm trying to think. I don't ever eat it. I'm going to have to make myself eat that wedge bag of, of iceberg lettuce. Does anybody eat iceberg? Does anyone prefer iceberg? You know what I've decided I like? I like frisee. Frisee, that's for frise. your little skinny. And uh, escarole. I like escarole. Same idea, more or mm -hmm. less, little difference. Yeah. And uh, for with the uh, lettuces. Yeah. I used to not like frisee. And then I've had it accompanying, like we were talking about yesterday, the um, chicken paillard is usually mm -hmm. served with a frisee in a light French vinaigrette. And it's, it's the perfect accompaniment to the paillard. And I've gotten to where I really do like that escarole. And that's what they use in the salad that I was talking about, the salmon salad. It's mostly escarole. And I, I really do like it. And it's, I, guess I'm, I guess I'm growing up. I'm not Maybe really. so. <laughs> It could not be really. that. <laughs> Don't bet on it. I'm not really uh, all that interested in the in the wedge anymore. But our daughter loves them. The wedge with the Creole dressing. Good. I'm trying to think of who has a good wedge. I think uh, don't think any of them ha are out there anymore. The only really good one we used to have was uh, Charlie's. No, it's about uh, uh, Acme. No, you're in a right. Okay. Halfway through, uh, but there's no way to explain the custom. Which person. ones that you like? <clears throat> uh, you don't really eat wedges, Mary. Though. Yeah, Mary Lee. Mm -hmm. Mary Lee. Okay, uh, she had a thing for. She does uh, have a thing for wedge salad. Yeah, big wedge salad. She always yeah. uh, she wherever uh -huh. we go, she get the big wedge salad and. Which is so weird. Huge pile. And, and, and she ate every scrap of it. I mean, yeah. uh, you, if but you what's like What's so funny it, about that is she, does, she eats blue cheese, <laughs> but she doesn't eat so many other things. Uh, that's true, too. Yeah. I mean, but, she's a very picky eater, but for some reason, blue cheese cleared the threshold. But it's it's easy to, to deal with her. You just say, okay, ding, ding, you, you're ready for your... Yeah, that's it. The, yeah, the blue and, cheese wedge will always do it go, for her. That's that. Anyway, I'm trying to think of anybody else who has a great blue cheese wedge. Blue cheese wedge. We are talking entree salads and, in fact, all kinds of salads, which is pretty much the basis uh, of the... Almanac today because it is National Almanac. Are we Entree doing any Salad Day. What? 
Are we doing any almanac today? Yes, we are, Tom. That's the whole show. Oh, yeah? The yes. whole show. Actually, not so much anymore because we're getting callers now, which I absolutely love. Thank you for calling, and please call us again. Five five six nine six nine six. Oscar Wilde, a most uh -huh. interesting individual. I'll see. <laughs> has a quote, and he does have a lot of great quotes. To make a good salad is to be a brilliant diplomatist. The problem is entirely the same in both cases, to know how much oil one must mix with one's vinegar. That is true. But you know what I've decided? I, <clears throat> I mix now to make to what I think is the perfect vinaigrette. I do olive oil and lemon juice. A lot of lemon a natural, juice a natural. with the olive oil. And lately I've been putting um, apple cider vinegar in just because apple cider vinegar is supposed to be so good. That makes me think of Stephen, who never did find us, which is sad because Stephen, Stephen really liked the show. Stephen was one of our most ardent listeners, sitting out in his car to listen when the stupid HD days were around because he didn't have an HD radio in his house. Mm. And now we don't have Stephen anymore, which is too bad. So if anyone knows Stephen, tell, us, tell him where we are because we'd love to hear from him again. He was a big proponent of apple cider vinegar and wanted to know all the details about it. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We are talking entree salads and the like. And we were talking uh, Mediterranean food versus Greek food a little earlier. And I hope that Greg, who is trying to decide where he wants to go eat moussaka tonight, will call us and tell us what he decided on. Uh, Greg, if you're still listening, I don't see moussaka on this um, menu from Saj, which is the new glamour Mediterranean place on Magazine Street. Five five six nine six nine six. We are also looking for a chef who would like to explain in detail uh, the difference between ounce volume and, I guess. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even phrase the question. I wrote it down uh, to translate. Volume, oh my goodness, the Fruit Fly Project is becoming such a fascination to our daughter that she appears obsessed, goes right to the Fruit Fly Project. <laughs> did, you, did you get a lot of them this time? I don't think that, oh really? The tomato's really working. So we know there's, you know, we know it's working for something. We never did eat it, but it's working for something. I'm glad that Allie, who was so generous to give uh, the, the Creole tomatoes and her delicious Creole tomato dressing, Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of that, tonight is their show at 6 o'clock on their Facebook page, Cousins Products, Facebook slash Cousins Product. She and her daughter Taylor, at 6 o'clock every Wednesday, give out recipes and show you what to do with their delicious salad dressings if you're not using them just as a salad dressing. And they have some great ideas. So don't miss that today, only Wednesdays at 6 o'clock. But I'm glad that, that Allie did not give us any Creole tomatoes because I would not want her to hear what happened to the Creole tomatoes here. You know, essentially the bottom line is we, we like to eat out here. We don't really eat much at home. Well, that's eating, the, ple the pleasures of eating. Oh, and Mary Lee says Creole tomatoes are no longer good. I think Steve would argue with you on that because Steve had the Creole tomatoes from Allie and he said they were absolutely great. Now, maybe she gets better Creole tomatoes because she gets them from a produce vendor. 
That's that's possible. I'll ask her. I'll ask her when I see her to to bring you some correct. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to get you and Ben Becknell to have a counter punching duel yes. <laughs> about, about Creole tomatoes. <laughs> yes, that's what we'll do. We'll get Mary Lee and Ben Becknell to talk about Creole tomatoes and, and hope that it doesn't come to anything like a real duel. 5569696 is the number if you would like to chat with us. As you can see, after a while, we just descend into food blathering madness. So give us a call. And uh, we would love and save us from ourselves, you know, because sometimes we need you to do that. Today, in the annals of insect eating, Tom, in 2000. How do you like Chinese, yours? Rare or medium I well? I don't. Well, actually, I don't know. We might be eating the fruit flies, but I don't, I don't, I won't know it. Today, in 2000, the Chinese government revealed that it sent three quarters of a million. You know what? You know what? I. Oh, I don't know. That is kind of fascinating. Chickens and ducks to the Jinghang, Jing, Jinghang province after training the birds to attack insects on the sound of a whistle. The area was plagued with locusts. After they dispatched locusts for two months, the ducks weighed over two kilos and uh, brought good prices in the food markets. It sounds like a joke, but it's all true. Tom, where do you get this stuff? What stuff? All this stuff. It's fascinating. Oh, uh, sometimes it's really I gross, like that one. But it, I leave. I, I, but I, I but read it is fascinating. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Well, you don't you don't do trains anymore, so um, yeah. Well, that's so. I guess problem. that's the end of all this fascinating stuff. But you do have fifty years worth, so we're here for a while. I think we want one oh, out well. for a while. It'll be a while. Anyway, five five six nine six nine six. If you would like to save us from ourselves, we would love that. Give us a call after these messages. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. We have Tim McNally on the line, whose show follows mm. ours, the Dying Wine and Spirits show. Hello, Tim. Hello, Marianne. Hello, Tom. I don't just follow you. I listen to you. Well, <laughs> so about that? How about that? I'm trying where to learn something. Uh, where are you at, girl? How are you at, guy? How am I yet? Well... Uh, it's one of those days that uh, you allow to let drift in that direction. What direction? I don't know. It I don't looks know to me like everybody is drifting. Uh, if you'll yeah. read the news, everybody is drifting. So you're right in style right now. Yeah. 
There you go. So, Tim, you, you called to talk about something we were talking about yesterday, the El Tovar Hotel. Tell me what you wanted to say about the El Tovar Well, Hotel. we've been there a couple of times and yeah. stayed at the hotel. And mm -hmm. it was, it's just, as you well know, because you've been there, it's so special. It is. Uh, right on the rim of the canyon. Yeah. A very old um, log hewn. Mm -hmm. Uh, style of architecture and construction. Uh, it, it's a, a Fred Harvey hotel. Mm -hmm. uh, and Fred Harvey had a lot of hotels at national parks. And also Fred Harvey did a lot of the dining service on trains, overnight trains. Uh, we actually did a show on Fred Harvey because we are extremely familiar with Fred Harvey. Tom from the trains and me for actually, I didn't, I didn't just visit the El Tovar. I actually lived at the Grand Canyon and worked for not Fred Harvey because by that time it had changed to Grand Canyon National Park Lodges. So um, we are both very familiar with Fred Harvey. Well, it's just, it's just a, as you well know, it's a special property. Uh, and you were talking about the salad dressing. I remember it being somewhat of a, a buttermilk, uh, blue cheese yeah. kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're right. I it's memorable. You know, I didn't know anything at that time. So I think it probably was like a buttermilk ranch. Because, you know, ranch came in about that time. So I think yeah. it was kind of a sensation back in the late 70s there. But what really sticks in my mind, beside the magnificence of the hotel and the uniqueness of it, uh, as it sat there, because when you went to dinner, you walked literally right on the rim, on the mm -hmm. uh, walkway that goes right on the rim of the canyon. And during the day, of course, there is this big hole in the ground that's uh, right mm -hmm. off to your side. But we were there on two nights when it was moonless. And you couldn't oh. see more than about mm -hmm. four feet away. Mm -hmm. And, oh, my God, it was eerie. Yeah. Well, you know, on the night of a full moon out there, when there's, like, I lived there for a year. And we used to go to Vegas because it was six hours from Vegas. We used to leave work and go to Vegas and drive all, you know, evening. And, of course, get to Vegas at the shank of the evening. And you could drive in, on, a, on a full moon, you could drive with no lights on those roads. It was really, oh boy, do I have stories. <laughs> but anyway, um, the, Grand, the El Tovar Hotel is a magnificent uh, specimen of that era. And uh, it's a grand hotel, so the dining room was grand. And the style of service was grand. When was the last time you were there, Tim? Oh, it's been 15, 20 years. Uh-huh. But it reminds well, me, speaking of the Grand, it reminds me of the Grand Hotel over in Point Clear. It's that yeah. style of property where it's you don't have to yeah. leave the building. Everything you need is right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's, it's uh, I had the office that we worked in. I used to, what I did was I was in the personnel office for Grand Canyon National Park Lodges, and, and it was my job to do the orientation for all new employees of which there were so many that came in every week and they staffed the way it works is the park service and i'm sure you know this tim but maybe other people don't the way it works is the park service has a contract with a uh, a vendor basically and they staff that one company staffs the entire park 
all the curio shops, all the restaurants, all the bars, all the, um, I'm trying to go what else there is. But anyway, wherever, wherever the customers, uh, customers touch the park, yes, except exactly. in the natural beauty, you exactly. staffed it. Right. Yeah. And so, um, so they, you know, hundreds of people would come through there every day. And so it was my job to, um, <clears throat> not train them, but to welcome them and to show them around the facilities and that sort of thing. And so we worked, the office was literally in the basement of the Grand Canyon. And, and this was, you know, when it was snowing because it was year round. So <clears throat> it was right, right at the edge of the big hole, as you said. And I remember, because you know how you get jaded with things? I mean, you just start to take things for granted. So every day I would leave where I lived, which was on site, and walk to work. And I would not even, after a while, I would not even go the way of the big hole. And finally it hit me one day, you know, you're at the Grand Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> and every day the sun comes up in a different way. <clears throat> I mean, that is so jaded. Yeah. To not yeah. even notice the big, one of the seven wonders of the world. So that, I, I kind of sort of slapped myself back to reality. And I used to go, you know, that, that I went the, ba the way of the big hole every day. But we worked in the basement, which was right under the kitchen. And when it was really cold, all we had to do was run up the stairs and go get a hot chocolate from the kitchen. And I'd, I think I'd gotten up to like four of those a day, which was really dangerous. And so we finally had to snap ourselves back to reality there and to stop stop doing that. But the, the food at the hotel was really good, if my memory serves me correctly. But I didn't really know much about gourmet food. That was pre-Tom. Well, it, it, pre I don't know that it was gourmet, but it was really good food. Um, well, it, was, it, was it was solid American food. It was better than everything else food. around there. Yeah, exactly. I can exactly. see your point. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, if well, you were the, an the, employee, the huh? one of the nights that that we you know we had eaten, and then well, now now what do we do? Uh, and uh, they showed a movie in the one of the open areas, but not outside. It was in a building because uh -huh. it was uh, mid September, late September, and so I didn't want to walk because I'm a wussy in cold weather. So we got the car and drove the car over to that building, which is only about three blocks away, and uh, parked the car and went in and saw a movie and came back out, and the car was gone. <gasps> and what happened was, in the snow, I didn't see that I was in a no-parking zone. Oh, gosh. But the park rangers knew I was in a no-parking zone, so they came and towed it. That's as bad as New Orleans. Yeah, it was worse because <laughs> when I went over to get the car, I was trying to explain to the ranger, look, I, I'm a visitor. I have no idea where no parking zones are. I don't oh even goodness. know why there was, it wasn't a fire hydrant around. I would have noted that. Uh, and he said, you're in a no parking zone. And I started to be a little argumentative and he put his hand up on his gun. Mm. And at that point, I knew the discussion was over. <laughs> Well, good for you. Cause, yeah, uh, I had that much good sense, but it's such a beautiful area. You were so lucky to be there. It is. Yeah, we. Uh, <clears throat> one of my um, one of my big goals before I depart is to hike. It was it was my intention to hike with my two kids before I gave it up totally because we used to hike every weekend for a year and a half. I had no toenails because 
you're constantly pressure, you know, putting pressure on your toes. That's a um, rough walk. Well, it is. Yeah, it is. That's actually easier to go up. But anyway, people don't think that. But um, so that's that's my that's my plan. At some point, uh, we we drove our son out to Los Angeles twelve years ago, and we actually stopped at the Grand Canyon, but only hiked about a mile because Tom didn't want to. Well, the problem, <laughs> and I heard that by the way, the problem with not with hiking is that you've got to come back up. And, and so Brenda and I were on our way to what you talked about yesterday, have a supine village. Oh yeah. Did you go? We were Did gonna, you go there too? We, we were starting, we walked down, we were walking that direction and we got as far as the big plateau that's under the South rim. And we yeah. still weren't anywhere near it. No, you, you have to drive there. It's like a three hour drive. Yeah. And I looked back up and I said, well, this isn't going to work because <laughs> what people don't factor in is the altitude of the Grand Canyon. It's yeah. high. And I was out of breath going downhill. And mm. now I'm looking back up the wall and say, well, I got to go back up this darn thing. It is thing. daunting. I, yes, it is. I'm daunting. done. I, I was done. Yeah, it's I, daunting. I gave it up. Yeah. No and two today ways we about couldn't it. do it at all. No. Today I take a golf cart. I used cart to do now. it all the time, and um, one time in the hot, hot sun. I mean, I didn't really bother that much with water because I was young at the time, you know. And uh, and I happened to have water one day, and I was on my way down. And I'd only gone like a mile, and there was this British guy coming up, and he was literally foaming at the mouth. <laughs> and he said, "I said, may, may I have a sip of your water, please?" And I just looked at the water and I went, okay, that's it. So I gave him the water. I said, no, you just go ahead and keep it. And I, and I, you know, made it all the way down with no problem, but, um, I was not about to share my water. So it's scary. Took it. It, it, yeah. can, it can hit you in a hurry right there. And plus yeah. the fact you're dodging cause the mules go down in the morning. So yeah. you're dodging mule souvenirs on the trail. Yeah. And if you slip, there's nothing to keep you from slipping over the side and heading down pretty quickly as gravity takes over. So, Don't get me started uh, on, the on the poor mules. Don't get me oh, started on the poor mules. mules. I, I didn't My ride feeling one. is if you can't make it to the Grand Canyon, the bottom of the Grand Canyon on your own two feet, then you're not going. But that's not, <laughs> that's not what they think. That's anyway, did you, you never did place. make it to the bottom? Never did. It's never a completely did. different world down there. Yeah, it's a desert down there, isn't it? It's completely different, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyway, I really wanted to go. Good times. So this is two times in a row. A caller has taken me back to really fun times this week. Uh, right. one, was, one was eating around the dinner table with my family, and this one is uh, sweet memories, too. So thank you, Tim. For Didn't mean to leave Tom out of it, but I'm sorry, Tom. But it, it's, <laughs> it's a great spot. It is a good spot. And uh, Tom, you hiked the Grand Canyon though too. You didn't I hike did. it with Twice. me. Yeah. 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 Um, I used to do it like, I don't know, just for something to do. But when did you go? What year was that? It was uh, in the 70s too, wasn't it? 70s. Uh, I'm going to guess mid 70s. Maybe we were there at the same time. <gasps> it's possible. No, I was there in the late 70s. Yeah. Late 70s. All right, Tim, what you got coming up on your show? We're going to talk to uh, a gentleman who's in charge of Wine America. He's president uh, in Washington, D.C., and we're going to talk about the various challenges facing uh, not just the wine industry, but the people who sell wine and spirits and uh, what's going on out there today in terms you of You mean because uh, of COVID? 
Uh, COVID, uh, tariffs. I, I think COVID's probably been really good for the wine business. Well, the problem you have is that so many places that normally sell wine are shut down. So uh-huh. the retail outlets are not available anymore. Mm. So it's, uh, it's changed the uh, marketing of wine. Well, but, everything's uh, changed. You know, it's not the everything's same changed. as it was. You're right. Sure. So. You're right. All right. Well, I'm not going to uh, promote you now because we just talked to you. So stay tuned for the Tim McNally Dine, Wine, and Spirit Show right after Thank this. Thank you, Marianne. Thank Here you, Tom. Are. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. But I am going to promote nomenu.com, which is where you will find the podcast if you missed any of the show. So go there, nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. You can sign up for the newsletter, which comes twice a week, and it's very meaty and has a lot of Tom's really cool words of wisdom. We have a body of work here. Tom's body of work is almost 50 years strong. And that's a whole lot of information. So if you would like to uh, partake of that, then we have the two-day-a-week newsletter for you. And sign that up. Sign up for that through the, the uh, website, nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. We post the uh, show link on the Facebook page after the show. That's Tom Fitzmaurice Facebook page. And we have our Instagram at the New Orleans menu. Follow us because there's a lot of fun pictures there. Our daughter does that when she's not kayaking. And I want to tell you that I have my own podcast, Emmy, the story lady for your bored kids and grandkids. It's like listening to old radio, but it is classic children's tales that I like to read. E-M-M-I-E, the story lady. All right, I'll go ahead and say, stay tuned for Tim. He's coming up right after this. It's now 4 o'clock. Join me, Mitch Gibbs, every Monday and Wednesday live at noon for New Orleans Today on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. A problem for our country for a long time. We've taken them out by the thousands. The president speaking at the White House on Wednesday also says many of those being arrested are being deported to their countries of origin. ICE has deported over 16,000 gang members and arrested over 2,000 members of MS-13. President Trump spending his afternoon in Atlanta, Georgia, discussing infrastructure.